welcome to another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Prada, and today we'll be looking at the carpenter. Now, yesterday I wrote about the importance of reading old books. I discovered about a 1900s missionary named William Borden, and in a biography, Borden mentioned attending a sermon by Campbell Morgan. Curious about who Morgan was, and the sermon that impacted this burgeoning missionary, I followed up. What I found was wonderful. I wrote about the evangelist Campbell Morgan yesterday, but today I'd like to share with you about a sermon he preached. One of hundreds this evangelist preached in his life that I'm looking forward to learning about. I think we're all curious about Jesus in his so-called hidden years at Nazareth as Morgan called them. We see much in the Bible about the babe when he was born, and then when he was two years old and the Magi worshipped him in the house. We see nothing else of Jesus until he was 12 and at the temple, questioning the priests and listening to them. This was that incident where the caravan left Jerusalem to return to Nazareth, but Jesus was not among them. Joseph and Mary had to return and look for the boy. Then we read nothing until he stepped foot in the Jordan at John the Baptist's baptism of hemp. So what was Jesus like in the in-between? In his sermon, Morgan said there were two verses from which we could glean much. And the sermon is called The Hidden Years at Nazareth. It's based on the verses from Mark 1.11 and Mark 6.3. This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. And is this not the carpenter's son? We learn of man's view and God's view. Morgan said that the 18 years between Jesus entering manhood and seen quest- when he had been seen questioning the elders at the temple and his step into public ministry at the baptism are the hidden years but we have much to learn from the silence and the one or two Bible verses about it. We think of the triumph of the cross, but that not would not have been a triumph if Jesus had sinned along the way. With Easter just past, we rightly focused on the cross, but we often gloss over the import of the part when we say, he lived a sinless life. That's not a throwaway line, and this is what Campbell Morgan focused on. He wrote, let us then try and see him in those 18 hidden years. The two verses that I have read are the only two that give us definite or detailed account of what Jesus was doing from the time he was 12 until he was about 30. Take the two statements and fix them on your minds for a moment. Thou art my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. And is this not the carpenter? These two passages supply the story of the 18 years. Jesus was a carpenter, pleasing God. Jesus was baptized, overcame the temptation in the wilderness, then returned and ascended the teaching seat in the synagogue and read from Isaiah. The men assembled in that solemn Sabbath day said, is this not the carpenter? 
And Morgan writes that as Jesus stood between the dividing line of his hidden life and his public ministry, God spoke from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. So let's think, was God's pleasure in Jesus on the cross? It was yet to be. Was God's pleasure of Jesus's temptation in the wilderness that he overcame? Well, that was still to happen. Morgan makes the case that what God was pleased with was Jesus's daily life in his common work as carpenter. Here's Campbell Morgan again. I'm quoting, for the greater part then of the life of Jesus, he worked with his own hands for his own living. That brings the Son of God in living, pulsating life close to every man who works. The man Jesus rose at daybreak and picking up his tools, made yokes and tables in order that he might have something to eat. And that not for a brief period, but for 18 years, he was first an apprentice boy, then a young man improving his craft, then a master in his little shop with the shavings round him and the tools about him. That's the end of the Morgan, uh, Campbell Morgan quote, but picture this scene in Nazareth 2000 years ago. Note that the men in the synagogue said, is this not the carpenter? Now it was not likely that a small town such as Nazareth would have had more than one carpenter. So Jesus was the single carpenter toiling in his manual labor daily. Campbell Morgan again says, sometimes we overshadowed the carpenter shop with Calvary's cross. We have no right to do it. We have come to forget the fidelity of the son of God in the little details of life. As we have gazed upon his magnificent triumph in the places of passion and conflict. It's the end of the Campbell Morgan quote, but it means for all those 18 years, between 12 and 30, Jesus never once did, quote, shoddy work. It was always his best work for the customer. He never once became impatient. He never once cut a corner. He was never late with an order. His work was always good and perfect. Morgan said that in addition to his common work, Jesus was perfect in his relations with the community. I quote, in the second place, the divine approval meant that the influence of the life had been pure and bright and good. You all know the effect of influence. What sort of influence has he exerted? Pure and strong, but he would have lived a bright, strong, glad life before God, for no life ever touched the life of the Son of God, but was the brighter and purer and stronger for the contact. And so when the years of the carpenter shop are over, God set his seal of approval upon them. First, because the work itself had been well done. And secondly, because the influence of the life had been true and right and noble. And that's the end of the Campbell Morgan quote, but it was Jesus's delight to do the will of his father. 
And for those 18 years, the will of God was for Jesus to labor in obscurity, in the carpenter shop, to live a perfect life, to produce perfect goods, to be pure in heart and honorable to all. Why? Why not incarnate and go right to the cross? No. It was the daily accumulation of the steps toward that pinnacle that Jesus must tread. He had his foot on the neck of every sin every day as he toiled among the shavings. Morgan again, I'm quoting, let me put it superlatively and say, Calvary's cross would have been nothing but the tragic ending of a mistaken life if it had not been for the carpenter's shop. In that carpenter's shop, he fought my battles. My hardest fight is never fought when there is a crowd to applaud or oppose, but when I am alone. There was a necessity for it, and because of the Nazareth shop, there came Gethsemane's garden and Calvary's cross. And so abiding in the will of God, by victory upon victory, he won his final triumph and so opened the king of heaven to all believers. The carpenter shop made Calvary not a battlefield merely, but a day of triumph that lit heaven and earth with hope. And that's the end of the Morgan, Campbell Morgan quote. Let us not dare think. Our work in the common hours is meaningless. Our tent-making jobs, the jobs in which God is pleased to serve us as his will, are the steps to the place of triumph. Stay-at-home mothers for you as well, daily grind of overcoming temptation to impatience, to sloth, to shoddy work, are the jewels in the crown that Jesus shares with you. Hebrews 4.15 says, For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has been tempted in all things, just as we are, yet without sin. Does this verse have more meaning for you now as we picture Jesus in his carpenter shop, toiling daily for years upon years, living the grind of life, step by step, climbing over the temptations as he exudes purity and honor among all who see him? Us too. It pleased God to station us as cleaners, plumbers, manufacturers, stay-at-home moms, God having served up to us a daily toil in obscurity, where we meet life with honor and purity and overcoming temptations. Let us be walking daily toward our reward in heaven, living the common life in our toil toward the carpenter who will receive us with the words that show he is also pleased with us. Well, this has been another episode of the End Time Blog Podcast, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Uh -huh.